Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a fantastic tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. If you've been following us around on the social medias, you know that we have teamed up with Bijack out of St. Louis for all of our CEP Network merchandise for all of the shows. Bijack has raised the bar on comfort and convenience. Go to buyjack.com slash CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP Network and get some gear. You will be glad you did. In this episode, Patrick and I talk about George Floyd's family being invited to the White House, Demi Lovato announcing that she is non-binary, we talk about some WWE wrestlers that made movies, and so much more. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages, and believe it or not, you can even find us on TikTok now. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I'm one half of this show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair, and Zoom Land as usual. And dude, it's taken till almost June, but we finally have patio weather to just sit outside. Dude, it is a beautiful morning outside right now. And I say that because I haven't been outside. I say that because we got to sit down on a patio yesterday together for about eight minutes. So that was fun. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if you saw, but I was a sweaty mess. <laughs> so this is not beautiful weather to me. I hate humidity with with yeah, a burning, true. fiery passion. I hate it. Yeah. The whole drive home, I was just pissed at myself. Like, why did I go outside? Like, I'm just like, really. But um, this seems odd because you're yeah, like an. So, well, you did make the comment that if it was like 10 degrees cooler, it'd be perfect. Yes. Yes. Listen, 80 degrees anywhere else in the country that doesn't have humidity is is outstanding. (laughs) But in this shitty swampville we live in, 80 degrees means you're miserable. Right. At least me. Yeah. But what what can you do? I mean, we were... And I didn't leave because of the heat. I had had a baby who was tired. Uh He was very tired. That was freaking hilarious because but like when you were trying to take he was passed out in his car seat when you got there and then you tried to get him up and he just kind of looked at you and then just passed out forward <laughs> yeah he slumped over like he got shot in the chest uh-huh. assassination style it was uh-huh. pretty weird <laughs> but um yeah i don't know Humidity's just i always tell people when i when i go i tell people my friends that live out of state and just when i travel someone will ask me where where i where, I, where i'm from and I'll tell them and they'll say something, you know, and they'll want to start chatting about St. Louis. And I usually try to avoid it so that the hateful things don't come out of my mouth to a stranger. But the one thing I will not avoid is we have the I and, and you know, if you're out there and you're listening, you can challenge me. Hit me up and let me know. And we'll, we'll get into a debate over this. But we have the worst weather in the United States of America. 
It's the worst. It's the worst. When we're talking about year round weather. Okay. Yeah. You get six weeks out of the year where it's just absolutely gorgeous. That's it. Yeah. Maybe not even six weeks. And this year, I don't think we had six weeks. We'll have to see how this fall goes, but yeah, either way. And they'll go, Oh, it's not, your winters are pretty bad. I'm like, yeah. Have you come here during the summer? No, you haven't because no one <laughs> wants to come here during the summer. There's mosquitoes and swamp ass. That's it. Dude. Isn't this one of the years where like cicadas are supposed to come back in full force? Is it? I have no idea. You know what a cicada is? Yes, I okay, do. Just curious. But I, I, I don't know <laughs> if they're coming back. That's, okay. Um, that's funny. Well, listen, not to change topics too too quickly. I know weather's very important discussion to have. I know that that's an entertaining discussion to have on a podcast. But <laughs> did you see that Joe Rogan's in trouble again? I don't think so. For what? Uh, the woke media has come after him again because he said on one of his shows recently that it's going, it's coming to a point where if you're a straight white male, you just can't have an opinion as I'm paraphrasing, I believe, but I think that's along the lines of what he said. Um, and so people are at arms about it, obviously. So I because he's to- a straight white male and he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. He's a very privileged individual. But I, 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 I get what he was saying. He wasn't saying someone like him. Yeah, right. He was saying like corporate America, if you're a corporate guy, keep your opinions to yourself because you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. uh, and not even fucking not even a corporate guy. Like I was thinking about that, too. Like, I don't think it, it just it, if you're if you're just a, a straight white male who has a regular job, regular Joe. You got to watch what you have to say to people. I think most people now think they have to watch what they say. Yeah. Even if they're not a straight white male. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, no one's getting canceled at a higher rate than straight white men, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, but I don't know. It's just, it's weird because like straight white men are still the majority, right? Uh, yes. And historically, the most privileged people on earth. Yes. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, they're still the majority. So, I'm like, pretty sure we still yeah, run they, they shit. would be the. <laughs> yeah. I... Hmm. <laughs> are we supposed to? No, we are. <laughs> and I'm saying we because I'm I'm still straight and white and male. Um. Well, look, I, I, I well, let me ask you. The reason I bring it up, I want to know from you: Should he even be in trouble? for saying this uh, i mean because look the woke I, I the woke, so. the woke mafia is going to come to get you eventually and this now this is the second time for him technically so it's to be expected but should he what does it mean what does it mean that he said that like what exactly why shouldn't he have said that take take the other side be be a woke person right now why shouldn't he say that mm, i don't know that i can argue this because I kind of agree. You can't art. You can't. So you agree with what Joe Rogan said? I think so. Do you not? No. No. Uh, no, because he's saying what he wants. So you're saying he's being a hypocrite? No, no. I get, like I said, I get what he was. He wasn't talking about himself, but at the same time, 
do I think it's going to come to, do I think it's going to come to a point where if you're a straight white male, you can't have an opinion or you can't, I think he may, maybe may have even said something to the extreme of like, they can't go outside or, you know, something like that. Um, okay. I mean, that, that's a little over the edge. And I might be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that's what I remember. So I, something along those lines, but no, uh, no. Uh, I think you can say what you want and you just have to be prepared for the consequences dependent upon who you are. If you're not someone who needs to be canceled, meaning if you don't register with the woke mafia and the woke media, then it doesn't matter. So can we say what we want to say? We can always say what we want to say. No matter how controversial it is, are we going to get canceled? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. That would be great. I would welcome that. I'm welcoming that with open arms. <laughs> well, it's like one of the, the comments on one of the comments on the, you know, one of our videos was you're telling me you're a straight white male without saying it or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you really figured me out. <laughs> like, But again, I don't believe in identity politics. I don't, my identity is not the fact that I'm white straight i guess male does 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 have some sort of level of my identity but like i don't identify with those things and i don't live my life just by those things there's so much more to life than just being a straight white male you know so what about like this whole i I think i texted you the other day and told you that like demi lovato is now saying that she is non-binary so they want so she, yeah but she's a mentally ill person and they're you're we're, we're supposed to call her by like they now so not her but they yeah she's why i don't know is who is she, who is she representing by by me calling and I, again i'll call anyone whatever they want to be called right uh you want me to call you napkin i'll call you napkin but, <laughs> but my my point is who is she representing by us calling her they i don't know Females, straight females, lesbian females, bisexual females. I don't know. Does she transsexual females, transgender females? Sorry, transsexual is the wrong word. Transgendered females. Who, who is she representing? I I don't know. I mean, she's a mentally ill person. I know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Look, that's fine. Like I said, I'll call you what you want. But we, and this is the other thing too. So we kind of. What was the reaction to that? I didn't pay attention. What was the I, reaction? I haven't really seen, and that I was hoping that you had because I want to know what people are saying or if people care or not. Like, like, do you think this was an attention grab, or do you think this is I mean she really like this is what she wants her identity to be now? Do I think a person who has had years and years of issues with mental health and drugs? And in sobriety, um, depression, anxiety. Do I think them publicly on social media coming out as non-binary is an attention grab? No, not a chance. That's good. She's got all her marbles. <laughs> Do you think it is? I mean, I feel, I feel like it is. But what, I mean... Okay. What what and, if and, what and, if okay, you just mentioned Joe Rogan a while ago. What if Joe Rogan came out and and said he's non-binary now? What would you think then? I would say I would say he's been hitting himself in the head with kettlebells. 
and not telling anyone. Okay. Okay. So no matter but what, to be, to be non-binary, you have to be sick in the head. Or not, well, that sounds bad. Not sick in the head, but I don't uh, have to have issues is what you're saying. It sounds like that's what I'm saying, but I'm not. I'm saying this is a hard conversation for to tiptoe around, isn't be... it? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, okay. If if you're if you so name 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 a place you go to often around your house. Is there like a gas station, a grocery store? Uh, sure. I mean, like you want an, an actual no, I'm name? Saying name one. Name? Uh, yeah, just name me one. Say Casey's gas station. Casey's, perfect. Okay. You often probably see the same employees at Casey's, right? Correct. You go there in the morning, get coffee. Maybe you stop there at lunch. Maybe you stop there on your way home. You see the same people, right? Okay. Do you know one by name? No. Okay. Let's say one of the employees <laughs> at Casey's comes out as non-binary. Okay. It doesn't have, to me, it doesn't mean the same thing as someone who's been in the public eye for years and years and years and years. Okay. And has been giving their opinions for years and years and years and years. Okay. And then for them to come out and all of a sudden do a complete 180 in the public eye. Yeah, I'm going to question that. Okay. That's all. Okay. If 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 Gertrude, that's a cashier at Casey's, <laughs> Casey's, and I'm not insulting anyone named Gertrude or anyone that works at Casey's, that's an honest living. But if they come out as non-binary, I go, eh, maybe that person, they're going through some shit. They're trying to figure it out. I don't know that person. They're not in the public eye. I haven't heard them speak on these topics, right? Okay. I don't know the fact that they've, maybe Gertrude has been struggling with a meth addiction for many, many years, but I don't know that because she's not in the public eye. Okay. In these two, in these two situations or these two examples we're talking about here, <laughs> Demi Lovato has been in the public eye and has had major, major issues. Okay. And I want her to, and I, she should get help and I want her to be better. And I, I'm not, dismissing those issues by any means so what i'm saying is and joe rogan the same way he's been in the public eye for so long he's been mm -hmm. speaking out publicly against things he has publicly stated that non-binary and pr the pronoun the pronoun landscape of where we kind of find ourselves now with having to call people by certain pronouns he has called it bullshit on many many occasions mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure you could go on youtube right now and google joe nogan joe rogan pronouns You'll find some video of him shitting on it. So in these two situations, what I'm saying is, is I'm dismissive of the idea with them. Okay. Because I have publicly seen them unravel in some sort of way. So at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter to me is I guess is what I'm saying. And it doesn't. If you want to, if you want to be non-binary, if you want me to call you they, if I ever see you, Demi Lovato, I will certainly do that. If I slip up, though, you can't be angry with me. See, that's where it gets tricky, right? Because. No, I don't think so. Because oh, for my entire life, <laughs> I've been calling people he and she and her and him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you have to expect me to not know all the rules or just to slip up. You know? I mean, this is a new thing. This is like over the past, what, maybe two years? I Sure. I would say it's a little bit longer than that. Is it? But yeah, I think so. But um, and I want to know, like, how how does that change your life? We need to have somebody that's non-binary on, on the show that can explain this to us. Because, like, how does saying you're non-binary and like change your life?
for the better. I would assume you would think it's going to change it for the better. Does it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I'm not going to pretend I have an idea. The only idea that I do have is that, again, if you were someone who lives their life by, by getting attention and being in the public eye, when you do these extreme things, and yes, it is an extreme thing. I know it's just a pronoun, but you're also asking of people that they change the way they interact with other human beings, True, which is a lot to just do with the flip of a switch. Right. So, um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Damn it. <laughs> what did you just ask? The, ch the, ch the, ch the change in your life for at the, the end of the day look yeah oh yes so if you're if you're someone who lives in the public eye yeah probably it gets you more of that attention that you need yeah just a guess but um and in things that matter to me it's very very low on the list right and things that i'm gonna fight against are things that i'm going to debate very low on the list, very low, but that takes me back to Joe Rogan. So the problem that I have with this whole situation is I think on the last show, maybe I talked about how opening up the dialogue and listening to people who have opinions that are different than yours, being able to just have the conversation in a non-confrontational way or in an educational way is so important. So why can't Joe Rogan say what he said? And then these people who want to just cancel him right up, right off the bat, why can't they engage in the debate and say why it is a problem rather than just saying, well, he said it, so we're done. You know, having the debate yeah, is important. I mean, right. But I'm, I'm not but saying everyone should because everyone can't, they're not capable, but it's important. Yeah. But I, I think, too many people think that there shouldn't be a debate about it because it just kind of is what it is. Well, that's what's sad about our country then. For sure. Well, you could say the same thing about something, in my opinion, more important, like racism, and right. it just is what it is. So we can't talk about it, so it just is what it is. Right. So we're never, ever going to be unified as a people. Right. As a, as a race, as mm -hmm. a human race. We're never as... Forget about utopia. We're just always going to be different. We're just always going to disagree. So let's just forget about so you're it. So you're is. taking down the route of we're causing more division on our own. Yes. Hmm. Never, have, I, how, I, how are we not? If we can't even talk about it. Right. You know? Um, well, but people will get offended. We can't have that. It's okay to be offended. It's okay. You know what happens? You get offended and life goes on. But you feel the problem bad. is you get offended and then you <laughs> you reduce yourself to the shell of a person. And now you can only interact with people who think like you, think and act like you. It's ridiculous. It is crazy. Do you well, let me let me bring this up. So I saw that um, and again, this goes back to the conversation. Forget about debate. It doesn't even have to be a debate. It can just be a conversation with one person stating their opinion another person stating their opinion that might be different and them just talking. It doesn't have to be a screaming, like sort of, we have this like negative connotation 
when it comes to debate now also where debate has to be like Fox News or CNN, where it's just a bunch of talking heads screaming at each other, well, screaming that, over the well, top it's, of it's, each other. It's got to be There's no real point made. There's no. Yeah. What's that? It's got to be entertaining. That That's. Well, yeah. I we mean, are. for the public, yeah, debate needs to be entertaining. Sure. Yeah. But I'm saying us as people not in the public eye. Yeah. You, you know, I, I but my so. And again, so back to the being able to have the conversation. So I guess Joe Biden came out and said that he's going to have the uh, George Floyd's family at the White House to the White House on the one year anniversary of his death, which I guess is coming up soon. Right. It's got to be soon. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be soon. So. A bunch of I saw a bunch of bullshit online with people just like, of course, hateful about it and just, you know, Okay, why, why would he, why, what do they deserve this day? Okay, fine. All right. Uh, first of all, my, my thing to those people is how does that impact your life? Right. For you to feel so strongly about that. Right. Secondly, if you do feel so strongly about it, find another way to talk about it. Rather than just, rather than just dynamically centering the conversation just about race. Right. So, okay, give me an example. Now, give me an example, though. What's the other, what's another way to talk about it? Um, you could bring up the idea of, like, have we really made any progress since the death of George Floyd? Okay. Have we as a nation made any progress? Have we as a nation made any progress since the Derek Chauvin or whatever, however you say his name, trial? Right. Have we done anything? That's an honest question to ask in that situation. If you feel so strongly about George Floyd showing up to the White House, take that approach. Right. Instead of just making it about black versus white, black versus police. And, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just so fed up with there's just every conversation just being racially based. And I understand that it's a common place for people to that's where the conversation starts or that's where the, the anger starts. That's where the frustration lives. Um, and I get that. But you can't you can't immediately dismiss someone just because they want to take the conversation beyond race to somewhere else that perhaps could be more positive. True. And I'm not pretending to know that I have all the answers. I right. don't. Right. I don't. But I also don't have a problem that his family goes to the White House. True. I'd rather focus on something a little more important. I'm not saying that it's not important. What's more important to me is getting along with my neighbors. True. And I'm not just saying my neighbors who are different than me or have a different skin color than me. I'm saying all of the people that surround me in my life. It's more important for me to know that those people know that I'm not a piece of shit. Right. They know that my family is not, we're not pieces of shit, you know? Do do you have anybody that you're that you're close to or anybody in your circle that that goes like automatically to race on these kinds of conversations and stuff or no? No, for sure. You yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and if I can't have an honest conversation with them, I just avoid it. Yeah. Makes sense. I know. I I know. I I, <laughs> I know. I appear to be on this podcast that incredibly critical. The word hateful has been used. I'm hating critical sort of negative person about things. And believe me, I am. But again, I'm having fun on the show. When I'm, when I'm, <laughs> yeah. when, again, when I'm criticizing Miley Cyrus or Demi Lovato or whatever, or 
someone who I find to be just kind of a silly, a silly goose. Mm-hmm. I don't know the person. Mm-hmm. So I only know what I see in the public eye or what's given to the public eye. So, um, but that's the thing. I wouldn't get upset if someone watched this show or listened to the show and said that, 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 that guy's a real tool because he doesn't like Miley Cyrus. I probably am a tool. You're probably right. I put, I put myself in that position by doing a podcast and talking about silly things. But um, if I can't have the conversation with them, then I don't. Gotcha. If I know it's going to be heated, if I know it's going to be angry. And the reason that I don't is because I myself am trying to be a more positive person around real things. Again, I know on the podcast, I seem like I'm a, I'm a hater, but in real life, I used to be an angry fucking person, man. I used to walk around angry about a lot of shit. Um, and it wasn't, and I, I believe me, I'm not fixed, you know, Yeah. but I'm trying, you know, one of the things that I've learned or one of the, the issues that I've learned not to get so emotional about, cause I used to is race. Um, you know, I used to take major, major offense to when someone, well, and honestly, it's kind of like two, two different sides of things. When someone said I had white guilt, for instance, if someone said that to me, it would really bother me. Yeah. It would really bother me because I, I don't, I don't feel that I do. Right. Uh, if someone told me I have white privilege, just, you know, blanket sort of, you have white privilege because you're white, straight male, whatever. Okay. But how do you know that? You know, I, I don't know. I do. I do have white privilege because I am a white so male. So it's just like it's, it's just like just a, a general statement. Ver- just like, the general, the generality yeah. of it all just yeah. bothers me. Right. Not like an actual instance, it, but just a matter of yeah, you have white privilege. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then just conversations about race that were just automatically combative and divisive and in very. There's no means to an end. There's no resolution. There's no like I said, happiness behind it. There's no we can move forward. I just don't get involved in those anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't, I didn't grow up in a, in a racially driven world. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I consider myself pretty lucky. Uh, I grew up around all different kinds of people and in various points of my life. Which see, I'm the opposite. I never, I'm the opposite of that because I didn't, I mean, I grew, I mean, yeah. you know, the area where I grew up I and mean, we're talking uh, you know, there was only maybe five kids at the most that weren't white that I went to school with. That's scary for them. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird. That's, that's... It's, it's really weird. So like me and you are on the opposite sides of the spectrum as far as that goes, like how we grew up. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's real world. Yeah, for sure. That happens. Yeah. So look. Either you and I should be able to have an open, honest conversation about race and about what you know and what I know and what you don't know and what I don't know, mm-hmm. or we shouldn't have it at all. Right. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, us fighting about it, it just creates more more friction, more tension, a greater divide at the end of the day. Um, but I consider myself lucky in that sense. So I didn't grow up knowing any different. Right. Didn't see anyone as different than me. Mm-hmm. Now, look, there are obvious surface differences between people. I get that. 
And I hate when people use that as an example too. It's like, duh. Like that's <laughs> kind of what I want to say to them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I've been reduced to like thinking like a like a like a like a toddler. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. You know, we do things differently, but so what? Right. But so my 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 whole point is, is you know, I didn't grow up that way. So now, as an adult. Why, why would I engage in the negative part of that? Why not talk about the positive? My experience has been positive. And for the people who are not like me that befriended me and have remained my friend over many, many years. They're very strong willed is what you're me. trying to say. <laughs> What's that? So they're very strong willed is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Definitely. But they deserve to be commended because I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I honestly, I just, uh, you know, I'm not saying they should get, you know, but commended in the sense that like, oh, you, you can see past the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You can see beyond the bullshit and, and live your life that I guess that's what I'm talking about. And I, and again, it's, it's just, it, we, it's just I weird. always sort of reduce this to that, like kumbaya, we are the world shit, but like, I don't know. Wouldn't we be in a better place if everything wasn't like that? Yeah. I mean, it, make, it makes sense and it's easier to, it's easier said than done, but it's just like, there shouldn't be bullshit. Like it, it, I mean, we've all lived together for this long, together on the same planet in the same areas. Why is why is it still a thing? Yeah. Why is well, there, look, why I is mean, there still like, bullshit? It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Now there's bullshit out there. There's legit bullshit out there. But a lot, I think, a lot of it is drummed up for no reason. Doesn't have to be. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, George Floyd's family going to the White House. Mm-hmm. Okay, the media coverage of that and the way that that is handled, that is exactly what the powers that be. And I'm sorry. So people being on extreme ends of it and and disagreeing on it and fighting over it is the exactly the kind of division that the powers that be want. It's the perfect situation to just keep us divided. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. With all those people in the middle uh, battling it out. And then someone like you and myself go, oh boy, now what do we do? Another, another, another thing. I mean, what, okay, in that that situation in general, taking George Floyd's family to the White House, do you think that's a good call? Do you think it matters? Do you think it's a perception, more of a perception thing than anything? I think it has a lot to do with optics, yes, okay. because of who was in the White House, right? For sure, yeah. But again. That should be common sense to everyone. And what I just said right now should not be a controversial statement. Right. The White House is run off of optics. We as a people have to have a certain perception of how the oper- the, the White House operates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to ask me, hey, if Trump were still in office and George Floyd's family went to the White House, would it be a big deal? Yes. 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 That would be a big deal. Okay. So you have to say why. Because so much of what was going on (laughs) at the time, well, because so much of what was going on at the time with the protest and with the, with the handling of the protest and the, and the, the, the overall uh, social divide that was going on at the time, a lot of it was blamed specifically on Trump. So for him to invite that family to the white house, would be a big deal. 
But you're saying now, big deal in a positive way. I don't know. Oh. That's what I don't know. We're never going to know. Well, sure. I don't know if it would be positive. I don't know if it would be negative. But it would be a big deal. It would be a bigger deal. Okay. It still is a big deal. I don't I don't want to reduce this to something that's just optics, but it is optics. Yeah. But yeah, they should go. I mean, look, their 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 family member was used as a as a launching pad for social discord. Mm-hmm. That's a, that fucking sucks, man. Yeah, for sure. It, it, you know, I can't, I, I wouldn't know unless I was put in the situation, but if a family member of mine was murdered by the, by a police officer and then, you know, for an entire year, essentially the entire country would be, you know, battling over it. Would I want some sort of something, you know, anything like a trip to the white house, someone, a politician, anyone to fucking reach out to me and make me feel like there's a little bit of control over what's going on. I don't know. Maybe probably. Yeah. I can't speak for the family. I wasn't, I'm not in the family. It's, 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 I'm not impacted the same way, obviously, but I mean, as you said, it's been going on a year. I just wonder, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not in that situation, so I don't know, but I, I almost wonder if maybe I would just be like, let's not do this. Like, let's not make a big, I mean, it for you've been going on for a year, you know, like, let's, let's try, yeah. let's just let everything die down and, and let, not do this. Now we're, you know, putting, taking them to the white house and doing media coverage on it and all that kind of stuff just kind of breaks everything back open. I agree. No, you're right. But let me, let me be very clear. The people that I'm talking about that were saying stuff online about this. Mm-hmm. Look, if you react to the story of the Floyd family going to the White House in a way that drives you to social media and makes you leave a negative comment about it. You're scum of the earth. For sure. You really are. You really are. Mm-hmm. You're just you're not a good person. You're really not. Like it's 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 preposterous enough that anyone going to the White House would bother someone like you or I. Again, general sort of Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. That's preposterous enough within itself. And I'm talking about anyone going to the White House. You know, every year when a team wins the title, depending upon who's the White House now, every year moving forward now, we're going to talk about, are they going to go? Right. Because <sighs> So the, the idea that it even matters to us in general is stupid. Does it matter but to you? For us to, do, do you? Uh, does it matter to you if a team say, if a team says I'm going or I'm not? Does that bother you at all? It does not matter to me at all. Right. Okay. I'm the same way. It does not matter to me at all. It did bother me a little bit when Tom Brady didn't go meet Obama. Okay. And then, um, you know, didn't necessarily. I mean, I, I, I like, I, I'm not Tom Brady in general, but like, I understand like a team or players or whoever is trying to make a statement by not going, but I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it does bother enough people when they say they are going or they're not going. But, but to me, it's like, whether you go or not, I don't, I don't it, it doesn't bother me. So whatever your choice is. Yeah, well, the whole thing with Tom Brady, it just it just rubbed me the wrong way because he wasn't really making a statement. He was just very pompously and passive aggressively not going. Like there was no there was no like public sort of uh you know sort of announcement like I have reasons to not be there. He was he wasn't Tom Brady wasn't making a statement by not going. It was just 
you know, I'm Tom, I'm Tom Brady. And I'm very arrogantly not going to show up because look, the only statement you are making is that I'm Tom Brady and I'm, I'm more popular than Barack Obama. Right. I don't know that that's just the way that I saw it. But again, my point was going to be, it's stupid enough for us to care. And then it's even worse if we have to take to social media and be hateful and again, make the conversation about race and, and this and that. Like, look, I don't we, we can have as many opinions as we want about Joe Biden. Him having the Floyd family at the White House should be a positive thing. Yes, it should be. It should be. Mm-hmm. But as we all know. To keep us fighting, to keep us angry at each other, it's not going to be for the most part. Yeah. I think it is positive, and I think some people will find positivity in it, but I don't know. It was just, uh, I don't even know why I pay. Well, to be honest with you, I don't even know why I clicked on the story. <laughs> it was almost like I needed to see the comments. I needed to know, like, up oh, here we go. I shouldn't even have clicked on it. I should have just read the headline and go, good, and moved on with my day. But I got sucked in. But... Yeah. What can you do? Speaking of getting sucked in, I want to change topics because we're getting okay. political here. You know what I watched before we did this, before we started this today? Roadhouse. So, no, but that was a good guess because I do watch that often. <laughs> um, the A&E did a documentary on Rowdy Rowdy Piper. No shit, really. Which is one of my favorites of all time. He is one of my favorites of all time. Really? Okay. Um uh, it was really good. It was a uh, it was a really good documentary. Okay. But I, but I was thinking to myself. So if you if you can catch it, if you can watch it, try and watch it. It's very good. Okay. Uh, but what I was thinking to myself is is I am not a wrestling fan as an adult. It is something I watched as a kid because uh, honestly, every kid around me was watching it. Uh, as an adult, I can't. I actually tried fairly recently. I turned it on, and I was like, let me just watch this and see what it does to me. Like, let me just see what it does to my, I lasted maybe five minutes. I was like, this is just not, it's just not for me anymore. But yeah, I am fascinated by watching these documentaries about the guys from when I was growing up and just mm-hmm. learning more because of these documentaries, you learn about the wrestling business a little bit. It's fascinating to me. It is a fascinating industry. Yeah. I remember um, you, um, you were going on and on about like the Ric Flair 30 for 30. That was one of your favorites too. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. That one, this Rowdy Ready Piper one now, and there's the Vice does these Beyond the Ring uh, mini. It's like a mini series that they do on specific wrestlers, and uh, they've done so many good ones. They did one on Chris Benoit. I, I watched uh, that one. That one was a uh, pretty dark. It's pretty dark. It's a lot, but yeah. it was good. Yeah. Um, they did one on Bret Hart, but Bret Hart's documentary that came out years ago uh, around the whole Montreal. Screw job. Uh-huh. That was a great documentary. Yeah. You learn about the inside of the inside of that business. And it's, it's ve- like, to me, it's fascinating, but I think I probably feel that way. If I learned, you know, I, I like watching, I like watching any documentary that kind of takes me on the inside of, it doesn't have to even be entertainment. Like I, you know, I love documentaries, although they're getting kind of old now. Cause how many can you fucking do? But when right. they start, I mean, this has probably been years now, but um, documentaries about drug cartels and, and, and that whole business. And, and, you know, I watched, uh, recently watched, I don't remember what it's called the show, but they talk about businesses that screw people over. Uh, I can't, 
Hmm. Anyway, it, it, really cool. Like I'm very interested in that just to, to learn about that stuff. Um, yeah. So I was watching this, you know what most people don't talk about because wrestling is just this billion dollar industry now and you have so many stars and you know, most people don't talk about, it. you know who the first guy to go to Hollywood was the first wrestler. Fucking uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah. True. The first guy to do it. Yeah. Did they live? That was, he was the, he's the pioneer of a wrestler going, I need a backup plan. And that's how he said it. He goes, I can't do wrestling forever. I need a backup plan. So let me go, let me go test these Hollywood waters. Right. Well, the first what guy about, to like, fucking do it. Well, what about like, uh, didn't Andre the Giant do something? That was after. That was after Roddy Piper, really? That was long. That was long after they live. Yeah. No yep. way. Really? Huh. Okay. Yep. So I found that to be very interesting too, because if you look at guys like The Rock and John Cena, uh, let me think. Uh, well, I mean, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was pretty yeah. big in Hollywood there for a while, but you know, The Rock, John Cena, who's someone? Else? I mean, Batista, to be honest with you, has a giant, you know, movie career now. Yeah, he's in a lot of shit. When you look at guys like that, you just it's kind of seems like kind of a normal thing now, mm-hmm. I guess. If you if you are in the wrestling industry, for you to get into Hollywood. If you're kind of this larger than life character, you have a good shot, right? Uh, Did you ever hear about? And we don't have to go into this, but the so Randy Orton. You know who Randy Orton is? I do, but that again, that's a period of wrestling that I did not watch at all. Well, I just know him, right? Well, the reason I why I ask, he he's a, he's a St. Louis guy, but mm-hmm. the there's a story where he was so i think it was like the third marine movie have you seen any of the marine movies that john like john cena did i think ted dibiase did one of them maybe no anyways randy orton was supposed to be the star of one of the marine movies but i think but i'm pretty sure they backed out uh because he was actually in the the military and went awol at one point so the perception of him actually doing that movie they couldn't do. I just thought that I thought that was an interesting backstory. What branch of the military was he? I don't remember. And the movie's just called Marine. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I mean fuck, that's creative. <laughs> what the fuck? You said John Cena's in it? I've never heard of this before. I'm pretty sure he also, did. I'm pretty sure he said did Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase is seventy five no, years old. His, playing his, a Marine? his son, Teddy Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, I had no idea he had a son. <laughs> I was like, why is the million dollar man doing movies? <laughs> Here, I'm gonna... He's an old man. I was like, was he uh, the grandfather of one of the Marines? Like, what is he doing? Let's see. I'm looking up Marine. It's called Marine. Marine movie. Okay, so John Cena, it's called The Marine. So he did the first Again, one. and then Extremely creative. So Ted DiBiase Jr. did the second one, and then The Miz did the third one. The Miz is in movies, huh? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, there's a fourth no. one, too. Who did that? Is that The Miz again? <clears throat> and, yeah, The Miz and Summer Rae. Do you know who Summer Rae is? I don't have any idea what that is. Oh. Moving Target. But, Anyways, go. Good for The Miz. Didn't The Miz start out on like one of those reality shows? He was on The Real World, The yes. Real World, okay. The Real World, back to New York. Nice. Here's why I know that. Here's why I so quickly knew how to answer that question. So that was actually a really, really cool season of the real world. Here's why. And this is back when the real world was like the real world. It was still a very popular show. Okay. Um, 
that season was especially good and especially cool to me because they worked for a record label. They worked for Arista Records. Their job at Arista Records was to help get one of their bands off the ground. Well, that band they were trying to get off the ground was a band called From Zero back in the new metal days. And they, and they were new metal. So they were, you know, Arista was taking on Arista before that was primarily a hip hop R&B label. They wanted to dip their hands into the new metal, you know, craze that was that was happening. So this band From Zero, which I was actually a fan of, was on The Real World quite a few times. Okay. So I paid attention to that season. Gotcha. Um, really good band, by the way. Their their first record is... I may have talked about it when we had Joel on and we were talking about new metal. Okay. I pro- Yes, I did. I mentioned it. Okay. Their, their record is called... The first record's called One Nation Under. It's front to back a great, great, great record. I'm to find um, it. But so the reason I that I even paid attention is because they were they were on tour with Deftones. This is back, God, I did two thousand three, I guess maybe. Okay. And uh, they came to St. Louis, and I didn't know who they were. Uh, but this is back when you you did a tour. They had, I think, Deftones probably had four or five bands on the tour. So what they did was this is at Verizon or Riverport, whatever you know it as. They had main stage, which was essentially three bands, and then they had a small stage at the entrance of the place where two bands were going to kind of open up the evening. Well, From Zero was one of those bands. Okay. I remember watching, just being blown away, being like, holy shit, who the fuck is this? So I started following them after that, looked them up, started following them, bought the record, then read in a magazine. God, this is back when you would buy magazines from a store and learn about things. And what's that like? Read in a magazine that they were going to be featured on this season's this season of the real world. Okay. So I was like, I got to watch this. So there you go. The Miz was on my, <laughs> the Miz was on that season. That was a long way of answering. Yes. He was on the real world, but yeah, the Miz was on that season. Okay. Um, but I remember hearing stories. Actually, I think I might've been reading about this too. This is my being, but I, when he tried to break into professional wrestling, he got hazed like crazy. Really? They treated him like shit because, uh, because, because he was a reality TV guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, and look at him now. Yeah, he. That's a that should be an inspiring story, right? Because he always like on the real world talked about how he wanted to be a professional wrestler, and everybody goofed on him. They think you're not going to be a professional wrestler, douchebag. Look at him now, right? And I mean, he had to like work at it and actually do it. Like I said, because if you know people that know the business, again, this is just what I hear. But if you know people that follow professional wrestling closely, they know that that guy got treated like shit. Yeah, and had to earn it. Right. So I don't know. That's kind of an inspiring story. I don't know. It, it, it is. It's, it's funny that like he makes it into wrestling and is a huge star and then goes back to reality TV and stuff too. Because he, I don't know if he still does. Is he on he, reality TV? Yeah. Him and his wife do a reality show. It's basically one of those oh about their life kind of shows. Like Gene Simmons family jewels. Sure. <laughs> just brought that up because i saw it on the the guide and i was like god i hate gene simmons i can't turn this on i can't do this to myself <laughs> i was like maybe i should have is i have things to talk about uh or i could have gene simmons impressions for this but i mean we could my favorite we one could, we could interest you in a kiss coffin <laughs> we could do that no, we could just can't. start we could start watching reality tv shows and then bring that to the podcast i really don't want to you start with kardashians oh who is the Miz's wife? 
I don't remember her name. I can picture her. She was a re- she, she was she a, wrestler. a wrestler. She was a wrestler also. Really? Yeah. Hang on. Hmm. Now you're gonna, it's going to bother me if I don't figure it out. Let's see. What network is this spectacular show on? I don't know. You can I guess? Can I guess USA? It has to Pro- be a USA prob- show. Probably. One of those. Mar- Maurice. Was her name or is her name? Sure, sure it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know yep. who that is. Uh huh. I'm sure you do. Do you remember it's when like USA was like pretty much a porn channel? No. For what? Like movies? You mean for or what? Masturbation. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Why is anything a porn channel? <laughs> um. Yeah, it used to be like because it was like USA After Dark. It would just be. It would just be tit flicks, man. It would just like I just remember this like. Um, I don't know. I can't remember specifically the name of anything, but yeah, it would just be because you know, like, okay, okay. I know you know about Skinamax. Everyone knows the the term Skinamax. Right. I, I think that's what it was, huh. if I'm remembering correctly. Google that. Google Google USA After Dark. Here, I'll I'll do it. You're gonna do it. But I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was called USA After Dark. Uh, I think so. Hey, before we move on, though, we when you were talking about the real world a second ago, wasn't Christina P. on the real world also? Uh, the comedian? No, she yeah. was on... Um, God, I'm so... Why do I... Why can I answer these so quickly? Or r- Road... Wait. She was on Road Rules. Road Rules, okay. Oh, no. It was called USA Up All Night. Up All Night. Hmm. Also known as Up All Night, Up All Night with Rhonda Shear. Genre, variety, sketch, comedy. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Presented by Gilbert Gottfried, Ron Deshear. That sounds like that sounds like program a show, consisted man. primarily of low-budget films bookend by in-studio or on-location comedy skits featuring the show's hosts. Okay, that's not what I'm thinking of. The movies air range from cult classics to B-movies to other fare not appearing on television frequently. Up All Night would regularly show sexploitation films with the explicit content edited out. Maybe that's not, you know what? Okay. When did this come on? Original release, January 7th, 1989 to March 7th, 1998. And this will be on for six hours. So you would literally start watching this at midnight when you're a kid (laughs) and stay up for six hours, just watching this smut. It was great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's what I'm. Th- I guess that's what I'm thinking of. So, sexploitation films. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it wasn't actual porn, like porn as we know it today. But I'm saying it was like uh, 1998. U.S. came under fire, new uh, under the new management of Barry Diller, and decided to go for a more general, general and upscale viewership. This meant many of USA's long-running series were either overhauled or canceled. Up all night ended up among the latter. The network relieved Sheer and Godfrey of their hosting duties, while still. Sh- by 2002, the Up All Night name, music, and graphics were completely removed from the films. Hmm. You know what they used to show? I'm pr- maybe not. I think they used to show Elvira movies. Do you know who Elvira is? I've you heard don't? That, I've heard, I think I've heard that name before, but I don't know. Oh, man. Who is she? <sighs> Let me just give you the Google version of who she is. <laughs> Google a picture of her while I'm doing this. Elvira. I'm picturing she like t- she, She's known as the Mistress of the Dark. Okay, I'm... she had some titties. Um, Elvira. Oh, that's was... not how you spell Elvira. 
They're still Elvira.com. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Dude, what is... Huh. This was a show? Or a no, movie? she was oh, a personality, a but she but she had her own movies. So I think one of her movies, or her movies were played on USA Up All Night. That was my point. It only got 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. So 48% of people who get paid to write for Rotten Tomatoes said they don't like it. Absolutely. That's exactly. Rotten Tomatoes is a fucking joke. Anyone that uses Rotten Tomatoes as an example of a movie is good or bad. You suck. The horror movie hostess turns a puritanical community on its ear when she arrives in town to claim her inheritance. Yes. Okay. So this, this in this movie... I'm pretty sure this is the movie. My wife and I just watched this recently and we were like, oh my God, you would know they couldn't get away with it today. So what happened is she's at like a picnic and she casts a spell on everyone and makes them have orgasms. What the so you have like all these old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> old ladies. <laughs> like all these old ladies like orgasming and all these dudes like jizzing in their pants and she's just wow. sitting back enjoying it. I dude, Weird. it was so crazy. This is the shit I used to watch as a kid. No wonder I'm so fucked up. How My did, wife always is like, why didn't you just watch Disney movies? I'm like, because I watch shit like this. Well, uh, how did I've you, never how, seen a Disney. How did I've you like two? How'd you watch it recently? Like this movie recently? It was on uh, one of those weird channels. We have like Comet or one of those like okay. they Comet. Comet shows often like old, weird B horror movies and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's what we watched it on. Okay. But I, I just, I, I stopped on it and I said, Hey, do you remember her? And she goes, of course. And then, so we just started, I was like, Oh my God, I figured you'd call me a pervert or be like, you probably used to masturbate to her or something, <laughs> which I did. But so I was like, let's just watch it for 10 minutes. And we were like, Holy fuck. Like, um, anyway, I don't know. I don't even know how we ended up there. USA. So yeah, somehow we got from the from Randy Orton to Elvira. That's good. It's, it's um, impressive. Yeah. Well, let's talk about someone else. So I think uh, I think I'm back on the LeBron James train. Why? Because of that shot he hit against the Warriors the other night. I did see that. I didn't watch the game, but I did see the highlights of it. I'm not back on the train, but because I'm, I'm definitely not going to be rooting for him to win. Yeah. But I was rooting for him to beat the Warriors because I cannot stand. I, I, I don't. I'm not a Steph Curry fan. Um, I think you're in the minority there because there is a lot of hype around Steph Curry right now. Yeah, whatever. Did he make the playoffs? Sure didn't. Well. Um, but do you know and the, and I'm only I'm just bringing this up because of a stat. Do you know that was LeBron's like 73rd game winning, yeah. Like go ahead or game winning shot of his career. Right. But people still don't call him clutch. Yeah. Yeah, there was a I, I seen that and they were of course there were like comparisons again between him and Kobe and him and Michael Jordan and how many they have versus how many he has and all that other stuff and he has the the second most of all time, right? I think so. Yeah. Who was first? Kobe, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying, man. I, I, so it got me thinking because that, that stat was impressive. And I always backed him up on this. I go, just because he passes the ball late in the game doesn't mean he doesn't want to take the fucking shot. It has yeah. nothing to do with that. You can go all the way back to and go watch the documentary, the documentary that's on Netflix right now about his high school team. You can go all the way back to high school and see him passing the ball and distributing the ball late in the game. 
He wasn't afraid to take the last shot in high school. He was a mythical character in high school. <laughs> no one, no one thought they were as good as him. No one thought that they were going to beat him. So he wasn't afraid to take the last fucking shot. He's a smart basketball player. Yeah. He knows that the higher percentage shot is the guy that's fucking open and right. not the guy that has the entire team guarding him. Right. Right. So like, you can go back and watch him do this in high school. It's always been a thing that he does. But so like, it got me thinking about that and thinking about what is my biggest gripe? My per personally with, with LeBron James, it's the shit that he says. <laughs> He's a fucking baby. Yeah. He's just a baby. Yeah. Like when he hit the shot, it's like, Oh my eye, my eye. Like, Oh God, you're such like, just, just move on. Yeah. You hit the shot. Your eye doesn't matter anymore. Like it's one thing to complain <laughs> about your eye after you get poked in the fucking night. Right. Oh, it hurts. I'm going to act like I can't see, but you hit the fucking shot. Stop talking about your eye. That's just one of those. And that's just such a, that's like such a small detail too. But like, well, I mean, it goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago is the whole flopping thing and all that and faking fouls and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, yeah, that's baby. You're a freaking but, adult, but that's the thing. Like doing it on the court. It, I dude, I wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me as much as if he did it on the court and they got in front of the meeting and said, no, I was fouled. Or, yeah, it fucking hurt. Or, yeah, it was a smart play. Taking the charge. Acting like I fucking got shot. You know. Mm -hmm. I, but he doesn't. He goes in the media and then finds ways to eat, be an even bigger baby with yeah. his mouth. Right. That's always been my biggest problem with him. And, look, it's probably not the easiest fucking thing to do is to get in front of the media and be well prepared for these stupid questions. And basically be under scrutiny and criticism since you're 15 years old. You know, mm -hmm. probably not easy. You're probably not going to make the best decisions all the time. But now we know why Michael Jordan was such a recluse. Yeah. Uh, look, you people go, no, he wasn't. He talked to the media. Yeah, he did. But not in the same way. Mm -mm. Not the same way. He would get followed. He would be very cryptic and he would move on, you know. Uh, and you find that out when you watch that Last Dance documentary. You go, oh, God, there was a whole other side to him that we didn't know because he didn't let us know it. We know who LeBron is. At least we think we do because he just constantly just, just, and I again, I, I want to make it very clear for those listening. I'm not talking about the social justice stuff. I'm glad he does that. He should use that platform in a positive way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about him being a baby. <laughs> basketball. That's what I'm talking about. I got to make that clear. Yeah. But if you want to cancel me because you think I'm talking about that, or again, I welcome that with open arms, go ahead and try um, I might actually have to go back and watch Last Dance again. Oh, it's so good. It I rewatched it for the good. second time. Oh, did you? A couple months ago. Yeah. It, 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 as soon as it got on Netflix, I watched it again. Gotcha. I skipped around, though. I didn't do it in order because there were episodes that I liked more than, than others. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of skipped around. I might not even have watched all of them. I think I just watched my favorites and then moved on. But Yeah. Yeah, it's really good, man. That guy... That's why I said to you on the last when we were talking about LeBron. You think and you were like, I wonder what Jordan thinks about this. And you're like, maybe he hasn't been asked. I was like, I'm sure he's been asked, but he doesn't give a fuck about LeBron. LeBron never did anything to him. Let LeBron say something about Mike now. Yeah. Mike's gonna hold a grudge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. And I don't I don't to be honest with you, I think the only reason that LeBron cares about being mentioned in the same breath as Michael Jordan is because people have made him care. I think had originally when he started his career, he probably didn't think about it and maybe internally thought I'm going to be the best player ever.
but I probably won't have to answer questions about it because people won't try, but, or maybe, maybe that's an ignorant approach that he would never take. But when he did come out and say, I'm the best player in the world, I was like, ugh, why? Yeah. You don't say that. Yeah. It's just, ugh. Like even, even if that, even if you do have an ego that tells you that and you, you actually feel that way, you just don't say it. It's gross. It is gross. It's like a, a comedian saying, I murdered on stage. Did you? Did you? I love how you Did say it, die? too. You say it just like they say it, too. I murdered. murdered. <laughs> Out of here, you fuck Did you? Are people dead? Could they not leave their seat because they died in their seat? Ugh. Does that bother you as much as it does me? No, it doesn't. It's one thing for you to say someone else murdered. That's fine. You know? But to say you murdered, it's just... I don't know. I don't know that I don't know that I've heard anybody say like that they themselves murdered. Oh, what? I don't think I don't well, maybe I You I want me to start naming names? I will like I've heard Rogan say that a lot where but he's talking about other people. That's fine. I that's that's great. He should. While it is at times wrong, <laughs> he should. <laughs> You, you, I, I mean, I'll name names if you need to go find videos of people going, I murdered. I murdered. No, you didn't. Everyone walked away alive. You didn't murder anything. <laughs> um, you just can't take that they're, that they're being literal. Or you, you are literal, more like too literal about it, I guess. No, I'm not literal. That's exactly what that is. I don't know what it is, man. Huh? You just love to hate. No, I don't like people that talk about themselves that way. I know. It's just gross to me. Yeah. I like, uh, I would feel the same way if a fucking, if a fucking, if a band got off stage after a performance and go, God, we just fucking murdered that crowd. I'm like, did you? I I don't know. Conor McGregor can do it and you're fine with it though? What do you mean? Like just hype himself up and talk about being the best fighter in the world and this, that, and the other. All right. Now what you just did pissed me off. Good. He's about to go fight someone. Not go tell jokes or play music. I want to be very clear. It's, there is a distinct difference. Uh, so I'm okay with you I don't know. getting yourself pumped up enough to go not get hit in the face too much to where you don't get knocked out. Okay. But what if you, or perhaps if you, get if murdered. You, if you tell, if you tell people, or if you say in the media that you're the best fighter in the world. Okay with it. You're okay with it. Yeah, but he's fighting. If LeBron says, basketball. I'm the best basketball player in the world, that's different. Because one's is fighting me, and yes. one's not. Correct. Huh. Yep. It's a little hypocritical, but whatever. But but assume that role at your own risk, because now you said you're the best fighter in the world. There are a million guys who want to fucking punch you in the face and prove you wrong. True. But guess what? If they do punch you in the face and they don't prove you wrong and you still win, you look like a goddamn lunatic. People are going to like you. Basketball, I just find it be a little bit different. Team sport, first of all. Second of all, he's he said that way too late in the game, too. You know? Yeah. If he had said it when he was 22, he's like, okay, now you get to prove it. You know? But I don't know. Like, if you went to one of your friend's shows who's in a band – and you were sitting off to the side and they got off stage and they're like, God, we just murdered those people. What would you honestly, what would your reaction? 
I kind of be like, come on, guys. Let's, let's, let's calm down. No? I, I don't know. That wouldn't bother you. I don't think so, but I'm also not a musician. But you have a problem with comedians saying it. I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't tell one of your friends to go, hey, dude. <laughs> hey, man. You sound a little too full of yourself right now. Go go have a beer. Go calm down because you didn't murder anyone. <clears throat> I don't know. I just basically, basically just keep your ego to yourself. <laughs> That's what you want. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it can be healthy in ways. I don't know. Can it? I mean, I have an ego, but I don't like talking about myself. Everyone has an ego a little bit. If you say you don't, you're a liar. I mean, it's just confidence. Eh. What are you confident about? Tell me. I don't know. Not externally with everyone, just internally. What are you confident? You don't know what you're confident about? Not you just really. say, I don't know. I did. I don't, I mean. You don't have things that you're confident in at all. Uh, I mean, like. I guess work ethic. Does that count? Okay. Confident you're a hard worker. Okay, there you go. You're confident that you're a hard worker. Yeah. What Why do you, do you feel that way? What do you have confidence in? Is it music? Nothing. I hate myself. Remember, I already <laughs> told you. You you just ridiculed me because I couldn't give you an answer, and now you're like, I hate myself. I don't have confidence in anything. But you just said you have some ego. What is your ego t- towards? What is it geared towards? My ego, um, I don't know. What the fuck? My ego is about, uh, I don't know. I consider myself to be a humble person. I really don't like talking about myself. So I'm very uh, proud of that. Okay. And I think it makes me call out people who are not. Like I just did. Okay. Like those folks that think they murder. <laughs> I would say the same thing though. I, I never I'm never a guy who wants to really talk about himself. Like I said, I will if you ask me, and again, it's a natural sort of instinct for you to be in a conversation with someone and, you, and if you're talking about something that you're familiar with or you're passionate about or you are slightly informed and it does somehow impact you or does relate to you. You're going to talk about it. Yeah. But, there's a, but, but my, the, what I hate is the people when you have conversations with them and you can just tell like while you're talking that they're ready to talk about themselves. Oh, for that sure. drives me insane. Like you can't, even if I'm not talking about myself, I'm just sure. saying something. You can see it in their eyes that they're like just so ready to pounce on talking about themselves. It, dry, mm-hmm. it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh that's a weird one. I uh I don't know. I I I I also just don't like I like being somewhat private about the inner workings of my life. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't like to divulge too much to especially to strangers or even like acquaintances. If you're a good friend of mine, you probably know everything about me. Or at least most things, but like, because I, I know people, and I won't be specific here, but people who are close to me who will just like, but it's not, it's not an ego thing. It's not like a, a brag. It's just they'll just talk about things out loud. Where I would go, 
I don't want them to know that about me. <laughs> like, uh, but that's just, you know, that's just how some people are. They just don't have a, I don't want to say they don't have a filter, but they, they don't, they don't, I, like I said, I just, I'm very cautious about what people know about me. Um, I guess I think it comes with the anxiety of them, like judging me for it. And I know people that, that they have that. I don't give a fuck about them. Well, you also don't like talking about yourself much. So it's like, if you give, if you give people information about you, it's more fuel that they can, that you guys would talk about yourself. Right. Yeah. And you don't Ultimately, want, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the same way. Ultimately, I'm a hypocrite, though, with this conversation because I am talking about myself right now, about how I don't like to talk about myself. It's the stupidest conversation mm. I've ever been in, but whatever. <laughs> I get, I get, I'm glad I, I could be a part of it. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the person who's like, yeah, you can tell. You can tell. That happened to you recently or something? No, I've just been in that scenario and it drives me nuts certain person a couple of times yeah there's that certain person we both know a couple of times i don't know okay i was just trying to read you but i can't you're it's a no but you now you're making me curious like a book is there somebody that we both know that does that a lot no how <laughs> me talk shit about someone come on okay you're gonna have to tell me off the show out of all when we get no i don't have anyone show. in mind i don't believe you i was hoping you did i don't believe you at all so i could blame you um <laughs> yeah i don't know man that's uh you really no never mind i won't do it what? i was gonna name it no i what? won't do it oh. i won't do it i won't do it um what's i gonna bring up what do you think of the new bear tooth song uh the fed up is that right is that the name of it yeah I like it. I, I I liked all those songs so far. Can I? I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really, really. At first, they didn't bother me, but I really can't stand reactors on YouTube. I don't understand. You know what I'm I, about? I don't. Yeah, but I don't understand why it's a thing. Like, why do I care that you listened to something and had a reaction about it? Which is isn't it weird? Over done anyways because you're doing a reaction video. So, but the, uh, some people, I, I, it's okay. If they, if they, if they're charismatic and they're really like funny about it, that's fine. But like some people, the, 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 what's it called? The title will be like emo guy reacts to machine gun Kelly. Right. And, and I'm like emo band reacts or like vocal coach reacts to like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I saw one recently where it was like producer reacts to they like dissected a full album Dang. and talked about the I was like, are you like, do you not, are you not able to get work right now? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that I'm qualified to react. OK, I'll give you an example. I'm not saying I'm qualified as a vocalist to react to vocals, even if I was. I would not put out a video saying vocalist reacts to like, I would say to metal vocals or vo vocalist reacts to, uh, I don't know. Post Malone. My, I, what? If, if somebody did a reaction video that broke down your entire album, would that piss you off? Even if it was like very positive. 
And another question. Pissed off about positivity. And another question: Would you share that on social media? I'd probably share it if it was negative more so than if it was positive. Why? Sharing the positive could come off as a little bit pompous. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I probably share both. Because I'm 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 trying. I'm trying to see it from the side of like the musician who's who they are breaking down my stuff. Like I guess positive or negative, and I, I guess it depends on if if the people who are breaking it down is respectable, like if they're a reputable source that's breaking it down. Is anyone who's reputable actually reacting to something True. on YouTube? Yeah, that's my that, point. That's a good like, point. Yeah. I, I maybe maybe maybe. Uh, well, like I have a vocal coach. If she started doing reaction videos, I'd have to go. Hey 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 hey. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't do that. Like, I would have to say that to her. Do you really have a vocal coach? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone to her in a long time, but I have, okay. I not have had, I had, but for real, if I saw a reaction video from her, I would have to email her. I don't even know if I have her like correct phone number for her anymore, but I would have to find some way of getting in touch with her and be like, Hey, 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 don't do that. Well, I know this isn't something better than that. I know this isn't something you want, you want to talk about. We don't have to, I'm just curious, like what, what does that vocal coach do for you? Like, how do they help you? Uh, well, I know how she helped me previously. I mean, I don't know if it's, it, it, I think it's different for everyone. Like, I mean, hit, there like are several a, people that you and I know that have gone to her, I think at this point. Okay. Um, I can't remember who introduced me to her, but I want to say it was, uh, it doesn't matter. Someone, someone from a, someone introduced me to her and she's great. She's a really, really, really great person, really just cool person, talented as fuck knows her shit. But, um, well, at the time, the only, the reason that I even started going was because I felt like I didn't know what I was doing as a vocalist. Okay. Like, I know I don't feel like I knew anything about technique. I didn't feel like I knew anything about breathing. I felt like I was doing things wrong. I was doing everything wrong to my voice at the time. Also. It's like, what, uh, what year so are we talking here? Like how long ago? Oh, this is fuck, man. Uh, fifteen years ago. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit less time than that. But like when I started, yeah. I mean, we're in two thousand. Uh, well, twelve years ago. Okay. Probably. Okay. So like, but um, no, I just didn't know anything. I didn't. I didn't know fucking shit about. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I thought I was doing everything wrong. Uh, so I just wanted to know, and I, you know. Come to find out, yeah, I'm not really doing anything right, necessarily. <laughs> so, she just taught me how to be, you know, prepare myself uh, for those moments where perhaps, like, my voice was uh, not as strong as I wanted to be, how to breathe, which was super important because I was terrible at, at breathing. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I learned how to warm up, learned how to warm down. You know, we didn't do anything. I don't, I've, I've never heard stories of where a vocal coach makes you get nuts. But once I started going to her, I then started paying attention to other vocal coaches online and what they would have if for like famous people for like big, big people mm-hmm. like James Hetfield's vocal coach. Gotcha. Uh, and, and, you know, um, do you remember the show making the band? Yeah. Do you remember the band, the group day 26, they were the R and B group, the all male R and B group that they did mm, one I of the seasons. I don't anyway. I would watch that show and I would watch the vocal warmups that they would do and the vocal shit they would do. And I would be like, Oh my God, 
that's a little bit more intense than what I do. But yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen someone get crazy with it where I was always like, okay, you're not a coach. You're like a drill instructor. This is different. Like the, I never really saw that, but I don't know. It well, was very the, interesting. Well, I, think, I think things that people don't uh, like just casual music fans don't think about like a, a lead singer of a band having a vocal coach and stuff like that. But now that you tell me what you kind of have to go through with it, it, makes sense especially for like a touring band who's in there you know out there doing it day in and day out you know and multiple shows and oh yeah a dude, week and stuff learn. like that you've got to learn yeah. the breathing and all that kind of stuff oh dude not just that i mean if you're if you're a regular if you're on the road yeah i mean you have to learn how to warm up how to warm down or you're going to fuck yourself up it's yeah. just yeah and I, and I, I, I honestly, I went through a period where I was destroying, I got really bad acid reflux, really bad. And I had to be medicated, not just like over the counter shit. Um, I had to be medic medicated because of it, but in the process was still singing and singing poorly because I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm lucky that I didn't cause long-term damage. Um, um, I've had two, two periods in my life where I experienced that. And so one of them was recent. We weren't doing the podcast during the last block party, right? No, we were not. But I remember you saying that you actually went to the okay. doctor before that, before that, the block party. Cause you said you I had to, man. I thought something was seriously wrong. Um, because one of the bands I was in, we got back together as a reunion for the block party. So mm -hmm. I was singing more than I had been at the time. And fuck dude i started i started experiencing like intense pain in my throat i was like oh fuck um so yeah i had to go and again they put a fucking scope down my throat and looked at it and they're like no you just have really terrible acid reflux have you had this before i'm like yep once in my life they go yeah you need to like start taking something something for this asap and avoid all things that give it to you because or you're going to keep feeling this pain i mean you can obviously sing through the pain but it, it, will, it will suck so like, how, yeah, I'm not really does, into the pain anymore. So how does singing cause acid reflux? Well, singing doesn't necessarily cause it. Okay. Acid reflux will get caused by your diet more than anything else. Diet and stress. Right. But if singing with it is really bad for you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Little Richard, that's almost his career almost got destroyed because of that. That's why he has that weird raspiness to his voice is because he had really bad acid reflux. Really? And would continue to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has really, there's a couple people, Little Richard and um, there's another really famous one that I can't think of right now. He, but same thing happened to them. Yeah, a lot of people go through it. It's just not, oh, well, uh, the dude, uh, what's his name from Papa Roach? Jacoby. I mean, he's had multiple surgeries Yeah, because well, he's had well, nod talk nodules. Yeah, we talked about that multiple times. a while back that the you were actually on that uproar tour the where they bailed after the St. Louis show yeah. because he had strained a vocal cord or something along those lines and had to have surgery done. No, he had to have the he had nodes, he had to get them removed. Oh, that what it was? That's that's like a singer's worst fear yeah. is getting those because it's they're it's fucked. Um and that's what I thought I had wrong with me recently. I was like if I fucking it, it wouldn't you know, it wouldn't have been life crushing by any means. You yeah. know, I just gotta take care of and whatever. But it, you know it Either way, um, 
Yeah, I, I wish I could remember the name of that other person, but I can't. I'll think of it. The dude from Papa Roach is a good one, though, because he had just, but also was like a self-admitted, like just did everything he could to destroy his voice. And that's part of the, was one of the main, at least he's, I've read this is one of his main motivations about getting sober was he's a fucking drunk. And I mean, he just couldn't fucking sing because he was always either a drunk or if he wasn't drunk, fucking hung over. Right. And, uh, he was a big screwdriver guy. I remember reading that also. And that orange juice is Acid, just acidic as hell. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, the, man. the worst thing you can do. Ugh. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> Shout out to Juliet Jackson. I know she's not listening, but that's my that was my uh, that was my coach. She was just shit. She's a fucking awesome lady, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, she's worked with quite a few people that you know. Um, and I and again, I think it it just depends. That's one of my greatest regrets. Is like that was the first any sort of like formal training I ever got in music. You know, and and I kind of I don't I mean I don't know if I regret it, but in in a, in a way I still want to go back and learn. You know, like I said, I, I think I've said this on the podcast, like I want to take piano lessons. I want my son to take piano lessons because my parents are moving soon and we are getting their piano, which I'm really oh, wow. excited about having one in the house. Nice. Um, yeah. And, you know, I know it would take a lot. It would take a lot of. I don't know. I don't know what it would take from me, but it would take some sort of me getting rid of something in my brain. But getting guitar lessons even would be probably good for me. Just a, it's good for your brain. Yeah, that's my biggest regret is that I waited until I was an adult to get any sort of formal training at all. But I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people that are self-taught and just, you know. Yeah, I guess it's way, way better than me at anything that that yeah. are all they're self-taught and just fucking phenomenal, just phenomenal, you know. Yeah, I guess it's just hard to uh, once you try to go get training because you, that you may have to pretty much relearn stuff, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would put it more, not relearn, but break bad habits. Yeah. Right. But maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I don't know, but I always, I always like, I didn't grow up around classically trained musicians. I always grew up around people that were like me who just kind of taught themselves and just right. started playing because they thought it was cool and they just learned, you know? Yeah. Um, and those are some of the best I'll put them up against anyone who's classically trained, man. I mean, dude, I know some fucking guys who are really goddamn good at what they do and never took a fucking lesson, never yeah. learned to read music, never did. He just, just, and they know more about the, 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 the technique and the craft than I do. You know, that was also something that bored me was like, you know, I, Again, shamefully, I, I I admit that. I'm not saying that with with pride by any means. Right. Like, I'm not proud that I was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna do it my way," you know. But you know, that's just a younger mindset, I think. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Like, who's your who's your favorite guitar player? If you had to pick one, mm. or not even favorite, just who do you think's fucking awesome? Who do you think just? Uh, Sinister Gates. Okay, that's a perfect example. I'd be curious to know. He might be a classically trained guy. I could see that he is. A lot oh, of those man. metal dudes, man, those fucking guys. <laughs> Maybe that's not a good example. But he, no, I mean, that's a fucking perfect example of, I don't know. I left my phone in the other room, so now I can't Google it. But I'd be, <laughs> I'd be curious to know that. Yeah. 
Oh, that's a good example. That dude, the singer of that band, of uh, Avenged Sh- Avenge Sh- Sevenfold. Shadows, uh, M-, M Shadows, is that it? Yeah, he yeah. was a big, had real, real problems with his voice and okay. had to train himself to do it the right way and had to avoid. He's another one, and Jesse Leach from Killswitch. I know he's, he basically stopped singing in Killswitch because he couldn't handle the tour life. Like, it was just killing he blamed it a lot on, uh, you know, this was back still doing clubs and you could like the audience could smoke in the venues. And he was just like, dude, after years of just breathing in secondhand smoke, he's just like, my voice is, I don't know how much that had to do with it. It right. probably had something to do with it. And it's kind of weird to think about that now. Fucking going to concerts and everyone's smoking. And uh-huh. That just seems like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Seems pretty, odd. I'm like pretty, if you walked into a place now and it was all smoky, you'd be like, God, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Fuck. If I, never I'm, bothered me before, but now it does. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. There's there's a St. Louis band that uh, had a lead singer for years, and I think had issues with his vocal cords or throat or something. And the uh, his doctor told him that he needed to stop stop putting his voice through so much or his vocal cords through so much stress. And he actually, he's still in the band, but they had to bring in a new lead singer. He's still in the band, but they had yeah. to bring in a new lead singer. Yeah. Because he's talking about city of parks. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I that's, didn't know that I'm pretty that sure that's correct. Or at least that's what somebody told me and it makes sense. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did he tell you that, or did someone in the band tell you that, or did just no, someone, someone just fucking telling, no, spreading stories? Somebody, I don't remember. Somebody at a block party told me that at one point. Huh? God damn, that sucks too. Because he, I mean, when did that happen to him? He's how old is he? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're pretty young. Yeah, that sucks. But, well, I mean, he's still good at what he does. I mean, he's still, yeah. you know, I'm saying. As, as a member of the band who does not sing and plays an instrument, he's still obviously really good at what he does. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Didn't they just put out something new? I think they put yeah, it they, out yet or I coming think, out? They, I think they put out a new EP maybe a couple of months ago. That's what I thought. Rinse, repeat, or something like that. Hang on. Yes, that's right. Yep, you're right. Let me double check that since we already named them. I want to make sure that I'm promoting them well. Yeah, let's uh, promote let's it. See. People should go listen to it. Because I have it. Where is it at? Yeah, it's just called Rinse Repeat. City of Pox. Do it. Do it. Go listen to it. Yeah. Cool beans. Would well, you have anything else? Let's get out of here. All right, let's get out of here. We're out.